Hello, my friends. For many people, financial stewardship isn't just about smart financial decisions. They also want to allocate their resources in a way that is consistent with their values and their religious principles. Revo Financial brings biblical wisdom to the financial planning and investment process. Whether planning for retirement or college, for a first-time home or special charitable or estate strategy, Revo Financial will come alongside you and help you define your financial goals and establish a plan to reach them. For more information or to set up a complimentary one-on-one appointment, visit RevoFinancial.com or call 918-336-7877. Revo Financial. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Radio Program. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. So excited that you're here with us this week. As always, I want to say thank you to our friends at Outpost Coffee for providing us with incredible caffeinated beverages. Check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. So this week, um, we talk about the sovereignty of God and coronavirus. Um, I have my friend Zach Costello on the show, and, and we just discuss, is God truly sovereign? And if he is, how do we handle this? How do we handle the crazy? Uh, so I pray that this conversation encourages you this week. Welcome to the Northfield Nation, Zach Costello. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing phenomenal, my friend. Thank you for having me again. Absolutely. Um, you've become pretty regular on here. Relatively regular. I like it. It's like, never mind. I always enjoy it. I really do. I appreciate you having me and always fun conversations. And uh, I, I've been having more and more people... Ask me about the show out in public as it's good. well. So that's been fun. I had somebody just today ask me, "Hey, you've been on Caleb's show a couple times, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Man. He's like, "Wow, oh, you guys did a great job." <laughs> this morning, I'm like, "We're impacting we're someone. Impact. Somebody's listening. It's wonderful. Praise Yay. God." It's funny. I went and preached at a church about a year ago, uh, and guy goes, "Your your name's Caleb, right?" Came up to me after the service. I said, "Yeah, that's my name." He goes, "Caleb Gordon." I said, yeah. He goes, you got a radio show? I said, yeah, I actually do. He goes, well, that's crazy because I was listening to you on my way into church this morning. I was like, well, hot dog. I hot dog. Didn't know that that was a thing, but hey, you're, you're that's great. Well, I wanted to, you you put a tweet out uh, about a week ago, a week and a half ago. Um, I mean, the, so it's not like anybody that listens to my podcast or radio show, does like they know beyond a shadow of a doubt where I stand on this whole coronavirus thing. Mm-hmm. I think, is it a real virus? Absolutely. Do I think it's way out of, just blown out of the water proportionally? Absolutely. And what really Agreed. just irritates the thunder out of me is the amount of Christians that are terrified that they're going Indeed. to die from this particular virus that has a 99.8% recovery rate. Mm-hmm. Um, now, have people died as a result of Corona? Maybe, yeah, so. but here's the majority of people that have died uh, are. It wasn't because of Corona. It was just a byproduct. They had either like stage four cancer, mm-hmm. had a respiratory issue already, pneumonia, yeah. whatever that various was. Diabetes, heart conditions, uh, various forms of obesity. I mean, you name it. Like the you can check it out on the CDC website. On the WHO website, there are hard numbers out there. Uh, I forget another website I was looking at, but it was basically a national count for just America. This website was focused on America. And they noted uh, 
com- comorbidities, you know, with the virus. And they were talking about the percentages of those people that died that were either over the age of 80, number one, mm-hmm. or number two, affected by comorbidities. Um, and the the number was astronomical. Like you said, it's it's point zero point zero two percent of people die, and of that point zero two percent, over sixty to seventy percent—I forget the exact number. I apologize, but of that tiny percentage, were over the age of seventy. And and my my question, I mean, it, it, Christians. Anytime you get into a church setting, you sit in the building and you talk to Christians, you ask them the question, you say, do you believe that God's in control of all things? What's the standard answer people will tell you in church? Yes and amen. (laughs) Of course. Of course he's in charge. Why would he not be in charge? He's, of course he's sovereign. Of course he's in charge of all things. Mm -hmm. But their words don't match their actions. The words that they say, oh, yeah, God's in charge. God's sovereign. So I saw this tweet that you posted. You said, dear professing Christians, fact, God is sovereign. And there is not one rogue molecule in the universe. Therefore, no amount of worry will prevent you from getting the corona. (laughs) If he has indeed ordained that you get the corona and it will serve his purposes which will not be thwarted. If we... That's the first time a tweet has gotten me on a podcast. (laughs) When I I read that, I was like, yeah, exactly. I heard this a few years ago, and I I didn't say it, but um, no one dies early. Yeah. No one right. dies early. The scripture tells us specifically that we have an appointment. Yep. Not a sparrow falls without the, the approval of our God. Matthew ten. There is a. It is. It, it is a. The scripture it says it is appointed unto man once to die, mm-hmm. and then the judgment. Yep. So there is an appointment before the foundation of the world. Zach Costello and Caleb Gordon. We have a. We have an end date. Right. And it was set yeah. before the foundation of the world. They said, Zach Costello, you're going to die on whatever date God preordained. Right. And not, not only are you going to, to die on this date, but the means and the cause of your death. It's already been set Everything up. ordained by God. Why? For a purpose. And his glory. For your good. For the good of the believers around you. Yeah. And for his glory. Everything ultimately serving a purpose. And David knew that, right? In Psalm 139, he Mm -hmm. said, Our days are numbered, and the end of our days is ordained by him. That's a paraphrase. But Psalm 139, go read it. Yep. And I think about that when my mom died. Mm. At her funeral. Yeah. Like, First Baptist Church was filled to capacity. Like, the, I mean, it was full. Yeah. And I got this thought about how many... People who don't know Christ were there and got to hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, her death yeah. glorified the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so, I mean, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And did God know? That's, that's all I would ever hope for my death yeah. as well. I mean, when I, when I am dead and whatever the circumstances may be, maybe it's a 
fiery accident and go out in a blaze of glory and so it's closed casket obviously <laughs> you know whatever the case may be i don't want people to be mourning over the circumstances of my death how i died or whether they felt it was too early that's none of the... that matters those are circumstantial yep. what matters is that i died <laughs> God ordained that I died at that moment in time, and I want the gospel to be preached at my That's funeral. That's it. I want people to know that I died with bearing the name of Christ. And that, I, that I had, the only thing I would wish is for people to come to know him. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, whether through our life or through our death, I mean, that's, that's, that should be all Christians' desire. Yeah. Um, it just boggles my mind that we have done, I mean, I saw this week that finally there was a there was a, a silver lining in all this. John MacArthur's church, Grace Community Church, mm-hmm. had a had a judge rule in favor of them that they yep. could gather and meet in person. And a now, judge who respected the Constitution. A, wow, amazing, you right? Got to be kidding. In California. In California. <laughs> we must be in an alternate universe. An alternate, something crazy. It's a Star Trek episode. Well, they even they even said they did. It came down. Late Saturday night, I just mm-hmm. l- listened to John, part of John's sermon, mm-hmm. and he said that uh, they don't they don't have to wear masks now. They were originally going; they could meet indoors, but they had to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And it came down late last night. Well, we'll let you go. You don't have to. You don't have to wear masks. Yeah. And they've been meeting anyways for the last I don't know, three weeks. Yeah, quite a while. Yep. Um, yeah. And guess what? No one's getting sick. Yeah, it is amazing. <laughs> I just. I'm, but get, to to get back to what you said originally, your your original point was profound, and that's that you were surprised, right, and taken taken aback, taken aback, is that how you yeah. yeah, taken aback at how many uh, Christians, mm-hmm. and I'll say professing Christians yeah. that you just like I did in my tweet there, you were surprised at how many of them are just terrified, right? They are. I mean, and, there are like, people so that are I know you seeing that all over the place. I, I am. Yeah. We've uh, there's for the most part in our our church, folks have started. I mean, they're coming back regularly. We've got a couple that um, just haven't come back, and they're older. And I understand that. I, I can understand that. I mean, they're they're worried as older people. They said that they don't. And I so I understand that. But I just the amount of people that are just paralyzed. I mean, they won't they won't go. I mean, I've watched videos of. People that are just losing their minds in Walmart because somebody doesn't have... I mean, just a couple days ago, my boys walked into Walmart. They didn't wear masks. They just walked in. And they got, by several adults, yelled at, How dare you all walk in there without masks? Yeah. You, you got a mask on? You you don't care. <laughs> you you hate old people. No, that's not all. That's not at all what I'm saying. But, it, it like, we've got to have... like. We talked about common sense earlier. Mm-hmm. I I don't think a lot of people have it. There's just the idea that more they're, people they're die of the flu. It very evident that they have it anyway. More people die of the flu than this thing. Yeah, but I, I think people need to be reminded, you know, because we are we are fickle human beings, right? We, sure. We forget things. We're uh, <laughs> deceived. We are confused many times. And it's because we're not perfect, right? And so people are going to have their fears. Mm-hmm. Fear is a, is a normal response. It is a natural response. We understand that. But as a Christian, 
as a professing Christian who loves Christ and trusts in Christ, trusts in his atonement for you, and trusts that Almighty God who spoke this world and this universe into existence is sovereign over that universe. Yeah. Those professing Christians, like you said, need to start acting like the things they say. And they say, oh, well, God's in control. In the we, church walls, people will say that all day long. Yeah, I mean, all day long. They'll and, amen a sermon. Yeah. God's in charge. God's amen, in amen. Amen, amen. And you hear it all over the place. But we talked about the, the idea of fair, fair weather Christians, mm-hmm. right? And some people are offended by that term. But I'm sorry. If there's anything this virus has revealed... It's who the fair weather Christians are. Sure. And again, I'll preface that. Sorry, not trying to be offensive here. Fair weather professing Christians. Sure. No, yeah. And I, I, it's a serious thing. Is God sovereign or is he not? He, has he ordained the end of your days or well, has he, he not? not? You know, yeah. I, I preached a sermon recently for a local church here and. It was a passage that I wanted to get in for a while as Philippians 4, right? Mm-hmm. Speaking of do not worry, not having worry, not having anxiety, but in all things pray in supplication and the God of peace, so you can finish it, so right? th- I, well, The God of peace will give you peace. He'll give you peace. But here's the thing yes. I want you, when, when God gives you a command that says do not do something mm. and we do it, we're in sin. Oh, sure. Absolutely. So That's the part that people don't want to talk about. They don't want to talk about that. Like I said, fear, we understand that it's a natural response, right? It is a natural fleshly response, right? However, we're not to live in fear. We're not to be um, enveloped in fear and just... Yeah, Matthew 6 says, don't be anxious about your life. Drowning in fear. Don't be anxious about your life or for anything. Tomorrow will worry about itself, Jesus said. My goodness, it could not be more clear, could it? But people are worrying so much in the church. And yeah. I can't tell you how much I detest this phrase. And I've heard it already a number of times from professing Christians. I say, God is sovereign. Stop worrying. Trust in God. Yes, use some common sense. Take some cautions if precautions if you would like to. But trust in God over those precautions. He's mm-hmm. over all of it. All of it. And they, I've had people interrupt me, and they say, well, yes, God is sovereign, but... Well, that just negates everything before but. And I, and I want to I cut them off immediately and say, no, 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 no. There is no but. That's the end of the sentence. That's it. God's God sovereign. is sovereign. There is no but. If you're saying but, then you've got a problem. You don't really trust. believe that God's sovereign. Right. And that was one of the major points that I made in that sermon in Philippians 4 is that, is that if you are... Uh, just drowning in anxiety and you're letting worry rule your life ultimately we have to recognize that a that an intense attitude and an atmosphere of worrying and anxiety is ultimately a lack of trust in the sovereignty of sure. God absolutely that's yeah, what it, it is if you, and if and that's and I've said this before in sermons that if you do if you worry you're telling God that you think he's a liar. Yeah. I mean, you're telling God that, well, I know you, I know you say you're in charge and you're sovereign over all things. And you, you, you've before the foundation of the world, you knew my name Mm -hmm. and you know how many hairs or in my case, lack of hairs are in my head. 
I know you know all these things. And I know that I've that you're you're sovereign over my salvation and that you've you've saved me and redeemed me. But I right. man, I don't know if I can trust you on this one, God. Right. Really? I mean what happened to Ephesians one, right? The sovereign God who works all things together after what? The counsel of his, his will. will. Yeah. The counsel of his will. What happened to Isaiah, the God of the universe, who says I will accomplish all my will and all my purposes will be done. I will do it. I will do it. Yep. I'll do I'll make God it happen. says it. Do you trust him? And I understand, like we, we have to, we're trying to be charitable here as well. I understand that trusting God is not always easy. No, it's not. It's not. It can be difficult. We see people who, who lacked trust, people who had fear, many examples throughout scripture right but god always proved himself faithful he always proved himself fully in control mm-hmm. um and this is and this is why everything. i tell anyone that ever listens to me preach anyone that listens, it is this is why it is so important that we dig into god's word yeah if you're anchored mm-hmm. into the word of god that i mean when the storms blow, and they will in the in life, storms are going to blow. And if you're not if you're not anchored into the Word of God, you're going to be. Scripture even says you'll be you'll be tossed about. Yeah, you'll be thrown around. Tossed about to and fro. To and fro, and and so this is why, if you know God's Word and you anchor yourself into it and you read and you engraft it, not just not just read it because a lot of people say, oh that's nice, engraft it into your heart. Yeah. And I can and I can tell in my own life when I'm not studying God's word the way I should be studying the way I'm if I get into it read it pray over it ask God to to bring it to life in my life. Yeah. If I'm not doing that I, I can immediately do I can tell. I can tell when God because I'm just there is an over amount of concern or worry about my life and I'm like Wait, right. this isn't my home. I, I was having dinner with uh, my dad on Sunday, and he just said, we're talking about houses, and he goes, now, boys, you need to remember this. This isn't our home, our permanent home. We're just here for a little bit. Yeah. I said, you're, I know, Dad, you're right. And, and I'm always like, yeah, I know, Dad. But he's like, no, that's, this is, we're, don't put too much stock in this place. We're only here for a little bit. Our home is beyond the grave, and that's, that's where we need to invest. Invest in the kingdom. Invest in. Yeah. Things that are going to last for eternity. Don't don't worry about your house. Don't worry about your cars. Don't like you need to worry about the things that are going to last for eternity. Yeah. And I'm just like the wi- the wisdom, man. He's not wrong. <laughs> the wisdom. But how many I, times I, do we do I've that though? Spoke, uh, speaking to your dad in the past, every single time I've talked to your dad, yeah. he always gives me some like. Just it There's doesn't this. have to be more than seven words, mm-hmm. just some profound statement. And he can do it. And I'm and I'm like, man, do, do I do I drop to my knees and, and pray <laughs> to the Lord right now and re- repent every for, time man. for everything that? Oh my God, I mean, oh, he's man. just it's a he's a convicting wise man. Yeah, he know? is. He is. But I mean, if I can offer any encouragement to people out there that are that are struggling with any form of anxiety and stress and worry over this, that was my that was where I was going to go. Was, Mm-hmm. Instead of, I don't want to just hammer on. I can't believe people are afraid. Yeah, what do we stop need to, worrying? Well, yeah, stop worrying. Yeah, what do we do instead? What do we do instead? Right? How do we trust in God? Well, one great step is you already mentioned it. Study God's word. 
Dig into scripture, read it, and don't just gloss over it. Study it and absorb it and uh, chew on it, meditate on it. Uh, if I can offer one suggestion, start reading through a few Psalms mm. every day. Yep. Look at the life of David <laughs> and everything that he went through and the, the lifelong pattern of repentance and sin and repentance mm -hmm. and calling upon God. God, protect me. God, uh, protect me from my enemies. God, grant me uh, freedom. Grant me um, uh, success against these people who want to kill me and, and whatnot. I know I, our circumstances are a little different yeah. than David's, but it's the same God. The same ideas you know? there. And, and I think that's the reason. Few, uh, a couple verses, sorry. Yeah, go, you go ahead. Psalm 103.19, one of my favorite verses. Our God is in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. Mm -hmm. And then same same idea, different passage. Psalm 115.3, our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. Any, anything. I mean, do you trust in that God? Do you understand that that God has purposes that he accomplishes in and through everything that happens. And that if that God ordains, like I said in my tweet, it, it was a little, you know, a little sarcastic, a little tongue in cheek, but I'm serious. Hmm. If that God, God Almighty ordains that you get COVID-19 and you have a little discomfort and whatever it may be, most people I, that I know that have gotten it have either no symptoms or very few symptoms. We need to stop worrying about this and trust in Almighty God and know that, yes, you practice common sense, take precautions, whatever you would like to do. But if God has ordained that you get COVID-19 for whatever reason, for whatever purposes, guess what? You're, You're going to get, get COVID-19. Yeah, and it's, I, I said this on, uh, it may have, I can't remember if it was a couple weeks ago on this show or not, but I said that it didn't matter how many vitamins I take. How many, you know, if I eat good or if I eat bad. I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying we shouldn't try to be healthy because I think we should. Sure. But it, it honestly doesn't matter because that, that timestamp for my life is set in stone. Like there's no finagling and changing that around. God said, okay, this is where Caleb starts and this is where Caleb ends. Yeah. That's just, that's it. Yeah. And I just, my hope for people is that. Instead of being worried about what might happen with your health, yeah, be more concerned with what might happen if you don't, if you do die. What do you if you don't know Christ? Right. Because everybody says they know Christ. Oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm a Christian. Yeah, it's pretty common in America. <laughs> I'm a Christian here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no fruit. There's no desire for holiness. There's no yeah. longing for no what's. Growth. Yeah, no, 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 no desire to see the objective evidence of faith growing in your in, that your faith is growing. Yeah. None of those things. Um, but yet they say they're going. You know, are you you're a Christian? Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I was baptized when I was a kid. Am I? Hey, you know what? Really? Mom <laughs> says I am. Yeah. So right, right. Because or my my dad's my dad's a pastor. So because my dad's a pastor, I'm good to go. Yeah. No, yeah. that's not what the scripture says. Yeah. I think it's it's so important we need to focus on just what you said a minute ago, what your dad said. Like and that's what you're saying right now. Invest in the kingdom. We yeah. need to instead of worrying about things like this, we need to I, I hate to say worry because it's not quite the right I, yeah, word, I know what you're saying. We need to be concerned for and compassionate for 
the lost. Absolutely. Those who don't know Christ, we need to be proclaiming and preaching the gospel and giving people the hope of Christ according to scripture. And you know what's funny? So my sister-in-law and my wife and my brother and I were sitting around talking the other day. And when any of us share a scripture Mm -hmm. on our social media page, a couple likes here and there, maybe a comment of amen, you know, something like that. Yeah. (laughs) But if I post a news article, a controversial news article about COVID-19, my comment section is huge. Yeah. My likes are through the, you know, I usually have likes or, you know, hearts or whatever it is. Right. And I'm like, right. we look at us. Like, we're so. Where's your focus? Insanely focused on yeah. this stuff. And we're Where's concerned about this. We're wanting, we're ready to go to, I've had people ready to argue until the sky turns purple. Yeah. Yeah. About this to, stuff. Ready to go to battle. Like, right? I'm like, I'm just, I, I post certain things just for informational purposes. I don't want to argue. I don't want to fight. This is what I believe. Mm-hmm. And it it's going to take Jesus walking into this room saying, listen, Caleb, you need to change your mind on this one. Because I, yeah. I, this is where I, and I, and I get it. All I'm doing is trying to give information. I'm not trying to, I, when it comes to COVID-19, I'm not trying to persuade you over to my side. What I am trying to make you understand is, that there is something going on and we need to be paying attention and we need to be getting our focus, Colossians 3. We've been preaching through Colossians 3 for the last mm. month at my church. Yeah. We need to get our eyes. If then you've been raised with Christ, put your eyes on Christ. Get yeah. your eyes on what's eternal. Focus yeah. because when we start to see Jesus as truly majestic, truly sovereign, Truly, the King of the Universe. Yeah. All this other stuff. Scripture says we'll take, we'll put off the sin, the anger, right. the wrath, the malice, and we'll put on kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, meekness. We'll put on the the fruits of the Spirit. Um, and and right. if if we're focused on eternal things, yeah, trusting in God, focusing on the eternal, then guess what? A lot of these. Things that we're dealing with, all these temporal things, these worries, these anxieties, they start becoming smaller. Yeah. They start shrinking slowly but surely. And you start recognizing what's true, truly important. Yeah. Your family, being a godly father, godly husband, uh, and preaching the word. Preaching. Proclaiming baby, yeah. the gospel to those around you, including your family, all your closest <laughs> friends. And guess what? We need to also remember that the gospel is not just for unbelievers. It's for me as well. It's for it's you. It's for believers. Believers. That, that was one of my the favorite 100%. quotes I, I heard from Paul Washer. He said, the gospel is not just for unbelievers. Yeah. We need it too. We to need it every, every day. day. And you hear it, and sometimes you, you have to just talk about it and explain it to your children or, or, or other people's small children. And just does it not just bring tears into your eyes mm. when you're just explaining the gospel? Because we don't do it often enough, I think. No. We can always do that more. And then you find yourself tearing up and possibly even weeping and just explaining the gospel to someone that doesn't understand it. Whether yep. it's a child or adult, it doesn't matter. But why is that? 
Because Why we do need you it find too. yourself tearing up? Because the gospel is essential. We're talking it's about essential. essential thing. <laughs> and you find out that, man, believers, we need it we too. We need it. It was interesting. We need that encouragement and that, that bolstering up the strength yeah. that comes from knowing the sure foundation of the gospel of Christ. 100%. Yeah, we the other night, I, you know, we preached, or my, actually my son taught uh, our students last Wednesday night, and, mm-hmm. he, and I followed up and just prayed and did some things at the end, and we had a student who came up afterwards, and he's been wrestling, uh, because my son's been talking to him about the things of Christ, and he's been wrestling about, I mean, it's been an honest, like he was he, he didn't want to just say, I want to... I just want to pray the prayer and get it over with. He was like, I want, he's wrestling with this, which that, I love that. Like there was me, I no, was like, good. I love that he was wrestling because, you know, it wasn't just the, yeah, I want to pray the prayer and I want to, I don't want to go to hell. I want to, he like, if I'm doing this, I want to make sure it's right. And yeah. I'm like, when he said that, I was like, wow. Okay, cool. He's like, and so he's been wrestling. He said, and I got to pray with him uh, last Wednesday night mm-hmm. and man, God saved him. And it was like, he just, he could see, got done. He was like, wow. Yeah. Wow! Wow! And I was like, you see what that, do you, you see that true? Just you just like that wow. realization. Yeah, it was the neat. Beauty of the gospel, the beauty of Christ. Because this kid, I mean, he's he's eighteen. And he wrestled. He was he's been wrestling with this idea of. I mean, yeah. he's heard the gospel now for months, and he's been wrestling with it. And to see someone come to that saving knowledge of who Jesus is, like this is once again, this is why I do the show. Yeah, and you said we started at the beginning of this saying you know somebody heard hey I heard you on the show Zach mm-hmm. I don't know who listens to this thing I just found out like a couple weeks ago this this podcast is on iHeartRadio really the yeah. app like it's on the app so I have no idea how big our reach is I yeah. just see through one of the one of the main platforms that I use to upload this thing yeah. and we get we get a couple hundred downloads a week that's just yeah. on that one app it's on iTunes, it's on iHeartRate, it's on all these things, yeah. it's on all these platforms. You never know how God's going to use it. You don't know how uh, how far yeah. He will extend your reach. Um, and that's I just want Jesus to be your, made famous. It's not your reach. No, it's not it's about his me. His reach, man. And um, we just pray that that God continues to bless that, and that um, people, both unbelievers and believers alike, are reached. Uh, with the hope of the gospel and yeah. reminded of who our God is, that he is sovereign over all things, that he works all things together for the good of those who are the called according to his purposes, Romans 8, yep. 28 through 30. Man, focus on those passages. Yeah. Read them over and over again, and the things of this earth will grow strangely dim, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, if you are ready to end it off, I'd like to yeah, read this go for it. Yeah, we got. Let's read passage from Philippians four. I mentioned it earlier, and I butchered it and stuttered, so <laughs> I, I, need to, I, I need to read it so that we're all reminded. Philippians four verses four through seven. Rejoice in the Lord always. Yeah. And always. Again, I say. Again, I say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Mm-hmm. Your reasonableness. Let's be reasonable, rational, right? Yep. For the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. That should be our prayer during this time. It is. Yeah. And that's our hope as we preach the gospel to those who need it. Amen. Well, thanks for being on the show today. Thanks, brother. Yep. This program has been brought to you by DSR, a technology company that has been investing in Bartles of the Families for over 35 years. DSR, we deliver technology.